Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound. Pound for pound, the best podcast around. It's normal. My throat feels better. <laughs> so does mine after drinking that whole bottle of X Formula 44. Dude! What are you people? On soap? <laughs> <laughs> well, first up, we got a story, uh, well, for for the ladies, basically. And it's uh, how to buy or having a comfortable uh, latex. And let's get into that. The best latex clothing for making Trinity proud. I don't know who Trinity is, but I guess she wears a lot of latex. (laughs) I have no idea either. Whether you're cracking whips, wapa, wapa. For your diehard friends fans, you might get that reference. Just whip it. Whip it good. (laughs) As Devo sang long ago, uh, the guys with the flower pots and the uh, yellow radiation suits, if you remember the early days of MTV, when they actually played music. Yes, when they actually had videos. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For the bedroom, uh, if you're cracking whips or selecting a low-key... 
Ornay fit for brunch. <laughs> latex clothes giveth. Everyone has simped for someone in latex. Not really. <laughs> Trinity, nope. a la The Matrix. So she must have been a, a Matrix a actress. And I haven't followed that movie series as much as John Wick. Keanu Reeves is in. Top at the basement rave at some point, and everyone deserves to harness the power of the material in a way that works for them, not only at the clarib, but also at your average daytime function, if nothing else. Any fall and winter latex fit should feel the way sage sounds, smooth, warm, and full of nonchalant sex appeal. Hoo-ah! Just ask Tick. Talks, well, TikTokers, Chrome Biscuit Lady. <laughs> oh my gosh, does that suck? You failed. Biscuits are chrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her, her front biscuits or her back biscuits? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how shiny they are. <laughs> <laughs> Got to polish them up, I guess, with some turtle wax. <laughs> What's it go? Uh, wipe on, wipe off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wax on, wax off, as uh, Mr. Miyagi Yeah, uses there it. you go. That was legitness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Latex suit femme fatale of the month. I'll have to look that up sometime, <laughs> Chrome Biscuit Lady. <laughs> Maybe she's making biscuits while she's wearing latex. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Gordon Ramsay would approve of that, but <laughs> you don't have to have a, a BDSM dungeon to get into latex and vinyl clothing, ladies, although we highly recommend complimenting your Wassily chair, which is another thing I don't know about, <laughs> probably for the best, <laughs> with an industrial a pommel horse. Well, I can imagine that. <laughs> Gee. Latex fashion has evolved quite a bit since the indie sleaze era. We've swapped our American apparel PVC skirts for vinyl cargo pants and luxury bustiers. Bustier. Huh. Uh, uh. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? And we're pairing our zip-up latex tops with jeans for days uh, while finding the right knee-high latex boots for night. Not me, the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> where do, where? Well, that would be interesting. Where do we even go? Where do they even have... Latex for guys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Halloween stores now, some of them might, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe like downtown Minneapolis. Get your, oh, yeah. Probably can find them on every street corner. Get your gimp hood here or yep. something. Gimp hoods are us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when done right, latex can make our road wardrobe feel a lot less Boring during the dreary winter months. Whether you're going full kinky boots or just looking to compliment your tweed fall fits 
with a few latex accessories. We've lassoed the best latex vinyl and PVC uh, PVC piping. <laughs> P- okay. <laughs> PVC clothes to casually remind everyone of how good you are at bouncing the bed. Kiss me, you fool. Oh, baby, you are the best. How to wear latex pants. Wondering how to wear latex pants without looking like you're stuck in a Christina Aguilera music video? Opt for a wide leg fit in lieu of a skinny hugging PVC legging. Or, you know, up here in a cold weather and stuff, you wouldn't that kind of like freeze up and crack and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I don't think I'd want to use that, you know, when it's 50 below outside. I don't think you'd be one of the polar bears that jump in the freezing no. uh, lake for charity <laughs> when they cut a hole in the ice and they jump in for a little bit. No, I'd be walking on the water, as you well know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Or, let's see, are cop slim vinyl 80s trousers from the Italian fashion house Fiorucci, a perrier pant with a chunky textured sweater to contrast with the smoothness of the pants. Oh, they got a whole bunch of uh, vinyl stuff. Oh, they do have showing off some stuff for the guys. Hmm. Uh, looks pretty hugging there, but for the ladies, they almost look like blue jean bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah. Only latex. Yep. The best going out tops. For you ladies, the best latex tops should make you feel like uh, Marianne Faithful in The Girl on a Motorcycle or the star of a Loki Hornet Monk Courtier from an. Enigma music video, full-blown bodysuits are a latex classic, but sites like Etsy, uh, M-I-A-O-U, never went to that. Have you ever been to Etsy? No, I have uh, no idea what that is. I think that's uh, another thing like hmm. eBay or something. But Oh, yeah, E-T-S-Y. Yeah, I have seen that. And even... Amazon have church-appropriate, by latex standards, tops for all genders and price range. Pair them with a 90s cargo raver pants, a long denim skirt, or wide leg jeans, and you're dressed to tackle the brunch and the church, I guess. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. And then they got a men's latex top, which is kind of strange because it looks like the picture beside it looks like a woman in it, and it says men's latex top. Yeah, it looks more like a, a vest, almost. Yep. Now, this is definitely a woman. Hoo-ah! Hey, where are the white women at? Latex zip top. <laughs> yeah, I don't picture a guy in that. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't see a... a- Ramon wearing that? The best latex bodysuits and lingerie. We fully stand a head-to-toe Trinity bodysuit, but you can also master the art of a peekaboo latex. 
Wear a high-neck latex bodysuit under your jeans with a massive winter coat or find a romantic uh, PVC bra for <laughs> from luxury lingerie brands such as Fleur de Mal, du Mal and pair it with an oversized mask, M-A-S-C, blazer, and jeans. Everyone will fall in love with you as you rip on your vape on the bar stool, oozing nonchalant sexy appeal. Mm, this is the PVC lace. Mm. But as either. And this is the bodysuit. Uh, that's uh, nice enough. Smooth moves in latex shoes. Slip-on sneakers. Oh, my computer is going nuts with weather updates from Ian. Shoes were, these shoes were made for hot, lazy people like us. <laughs> Slip-on sneakers. Birkenstocks fulfill... Our norm core needs, but these low-top Italian PVC slip-on sneakers are very late. Larry David after dark. <laughs> yeah, I could... Well, actually... You know, they said hot. What are they talking about there? Hot is in hot looking or hot is in hot temperature? Mm, I guess they would be on a hot sunny day. They would be kind <laughs> of warm. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to wear them on a summer day. No. Oh, gee, at S-Sense, they're only $340. There we go. I'm going to run out and grab me some. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't Zoe Kravitz wear uh, these in the new Batman movie? Amina Mahdi's knee-high latex boots make us want to swing. Nunchucks plan a heist and floss our teeth with our ex's Bitcoin. <laughs> Okay, that totally didn't make sense, but okay. And here we go for the Begum embellished over-the-knee boot, B-E-G-U-M. That is one uh, upper thigh type boot there. To me, that would be very hot. Even those shoes, I, I couldn't wear those shoes because, yeah, especially in the summertime, walking on a hot pavement and all that, and then have that hot latex or whatever it is, there's... That's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I can see where that'd be hot. Latex can be outerwear, too. What repels moisture keeps you warm and feels really cool. Really cool. I, yeah, you'd think that'd be uh, uncomfortable on a really hot day. Right. Your mom's tongue. <laughs> they crossed that out, though. What? In, in the article. <laughs> It keeps you warm and feels really cool. Your mom's tongue. Okay. Rubber rubber dude. <laughs> One of latex clothing's hottest cliches is that it's only worn to be taken off. Yeah, uh, pretty much is. But it can also shield you from the elements in the form of a classic bomber jacket and trench coat. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Around here, that'd be kind of probably viewed as kind of gaudy. <laughs> you know, a trench coat might be kind of neat, but not that material. And you, right. see, you see that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, a bomber jacket doesn't look too bad. 
Even when it's puffer season, yes, I do have a bubble coat for when it gets uh, extremely cold here. That's why if you check out my uh, YouTube page, I do have a little video up there <laughs> showing a fire in one of my flat screens. And when I want to turn up the heat in this apartment, I crank up the volume on my flat screen. <laughs> You can check that out on YouTube. It's under the, the infotainment podcast. On YouTube, don't have a black puffer yet? Are you even from New York? Winter coats can cost hundreds of dollars. Oh, yeah, they can. Hmm. Like Columbia and all that. But there are plenty of affordable vinyl, vinyl puffer jackets on Amazon and ASOS. With that cool, shiny PVC texture that makes our cold weather wardrobes feel less frumpy. The vinyl puffer jacket. Those don't look too bad. No, not at all. Looking slick. Yeah, they do look slick. I still wonder, though, if it get, you know, 50 below, just how coats would react to it. To me, that just gets so brittle and stuff. I don't know. You'd think. Maybe not. I don't know. Huh. The black one is 114. <laughs> you can get the gray one for 26.99 in Amazon. Huh. Quite a price difference uh, there. The men's is uh, quite a lot more do re mi. And there you have it, ladies. Uh, uh, some <laughs> examples and uh, where you should go to have your best vinyl look. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty pretty strange. Wouldn't be for me, but <laughs> I won't be rushing there with my MasterCard or Visa. No, no. Yeah, some of that might be interesting if you were going to like New York or L.A. or something, right? Wearing the uh, uh, latex uh, uh, trench coat thing, but not around here so much in the uh, great state of Minnesota. <laughs> yep well cj i thought being this is october i thought i would look up uh stupid uh, ghost stories and i did find seven so <laughs> we do have some of those to go over i've got the score for the uh anoka pumpkin bowl okay. game that took place here so that's a real popular thing there in Anoka, isn't Anoka the pumpkin capital of Minnesota? It's the Halloween capital. Halloween capital. Yep. How did that ever come about? That uh, back in the uh, 80s or very early 1900s, I don't remember exactly which, but no pun intended in that. But uh, way back then... There was a lot of bad stuff going on in town. Kids were tipping over outhouses and putting uh, carriages on top of the roofs of houses and barns and, and just doing a lot of destructive stuff. And city founders back then you know, came up with an idea of trying to make it fun, Halloween fun, and so they started celebrating it and hoping to, uh, to calm down some of the destruction and stuff that was going on at Halloween time. And so... They came up with a festival for uh, the Halloween capital of the world, and they have. It's evolved over the years, and now they've got, oh, man, they've got a uh, kid's parade for uh, 
a high or the uh, junior high kids and junior uh, elementary kids come out wearing their costumes and have a parade in town and and uh, so they've got that they've got the uh, grand day parade which back I remember it lasting like four hours back in the day when I was a kid now they've shortened it up to like two but it's huge and uh, everybody comes from all around to that that parade they've got the uh, gray ghost run which is a uh, a competition in town and I don't know all the details on it I think it's like a fundraiser too for something but they've got that that comes through town they've got uh I think the Halloween pageant or the uh they crown if I think it if I guess it right they they crown somebody king and queen of Halloween or something like that I don't remember all the details on it but uh they've just got there's so much more they've got a wine tasting contest and all different things going on now. They used to have window painting where they would get the uh, kids from the uh, local schools to paint the windows of the stores, you know, with different Halloween themes and stuff. And um, there's a still a few stores that do that. I don't know really whether the city put a kibosh on that or if that was done by the store owners saying it was too messy. But for years and years and years, they used to do that. So they really, really do it up in Anoka for Halloween. And unlike what some people think, oh, it's because they uh, are into witchcraft and this and that. No, that's not how it started. That's not what it was even about. It was trying to turn something bad into trying to make it into something good or at least through a celebration or something. And uh, they do have a, a ghost tour. There are a number of houses in Anoka that are haunted, including the uh, city hall, and uh, I've got an own personal story on that that I experienced there, but uh, they've got these tours where they go through pointing out different houses that are haunted and what's happened and whatnot, and uh, that's really fun. That's something I would suggest anybody partake of if you're interested in that kind of stuff, because it is really interesting. Yeah, that's how it started. And that that'd be a good area for the uh, ghost adventures crew to visit and go through some of the haunted areas of Anoka. And I've reached out to them. I've sent them different things and reached out to them, sent them out to press releases and stuff, and they've never responded back. They've, you know, I don't know uh, why or whatever, but I would think it would be something they'd really, you know, be be interesting in covering and uh so far there's been no response from anybody there i don't know how that show is doing i think a lot of the the new stuff goes to discovery plus and then it gets filtered down to the travel channel which i have i do not have discovery plus but they seem to be they have been i think the number one a paranormal group on television right yep there's a couple on YouTube I follow that I like, but yeah, that's uh, I've reached out to Ghost Adventures and and some of those guys and just never heard back from them. I know they were at a, a like a mental institution or facility. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was for t- tuberculosis or somewhere somewhere up by Duluth. Yeah, a long time ago, and. Zach Baggins, the leader of the group, he has his own haunted museum out in Las Vegas that I'd like to visit. 
Yeah, the other thing uh, I, I forgot to mention that Anoka does is it used to be they had a, a big button contest and all of the uh, schools in the area, the students would submit ideas for a Halloween button. And then, of course, the person that won would get you know to ride in a parade and get some recognition and stuff. Well, now they've, uh, I don't agree with this. Um, I think it would be it's better when the kids were doing it, but they've opened it up to surrounding areas and adults can participate in it now and stuff. And, you know, to me, it was, it started out to be a kid's event and I think it should stay a kid's event, but that's my own opinion. They came up with some pretty neat creative things. So, um, and I've got a number of buttons from, uh, that I've collected over the years and, uh, if you go to the History Center in Anoka, they've got a, a big display of, I think, all of the buttons there that have been put out since they started doing that. Hmm. So uh, pretty neat, pretty neat place. They do have a store um, down on uh, 2nd Avenue, a Halloween store there where it's all Anoka Halloween stuff, T-shirts and sweatshirts and cups and keychains and and stuff to kind of help promote the Anoka Halloween Capital. Um, hmm. They put a big, which you may remember, they put a big pumpkin, neon pumpkin thing up on top of the city hall, and somebody donated or created a metal pumpkin that sits now down on the ground by the uh, city hall, and it's all lit up and stuff, and and uh, somebody made that and donated it to the city, and uh, uh, it's pretty, pretty neat. You know, I'd like to invite everybody to... Uh, Go up to Anoka, Minnesota, check out the, the website that tells about a lot of the different events and stuff they have going on up there. And they have, the again, the Pumpkin Bowl, which while we're talking about it, I'll just mention it here real quick. It just took place last night. It was uh, White Bear Lake, uh, known as the Bears, celebrated with their Pumpkin Bowl trophy. So they ran wild for 486 yards on Friday evening and posting a 45-20 to 20 victory over the Anoka Tornadoes in Anoka. And uh, I just want to add to that that um, if you follow the Pumpkin Bowl, I don't know when Anoka has won two Pumpkin Bowls in a row. It seems like it's every other year they win. And uh, they won last year, I think it was against Andover. They lost uh, this year. Looking ahead, I pretty much can predict they'll win next year. Um, that seems to be a pattern for the uh, tornadoes. Yeah, it was a good shot there by the tornadoes. Uh, unfortunately, we lost the uh, pumpkin trophy this year. That went over to White Bear. We'll be back next year, I'm sure. The the guys will win the uh, the game next year. The pattern persists. Yeah, we really don't have our last big blowout was uh, uh, last month, the uh, King Turkey Day, where we raise turkeys down the street. <laughs> we really don't have a good haunted house or anything for Halloween. But you were down for the windsurfing regatta. That's kind of a fun event. Right, here yep. Town. And I think years ago I was down for the uh, turkey days. Uh, that parade that we have now I haven't been to in a few years because it has kind of dwindled down from what it used to be. And it sounds like Anoka has a, a lot better uh, parade for this time of year. 
Yes, if you are in the Anoka area, be sure and check that out uh, over Halloween. Sounds like a fun time. Do they have a uh, good haunted house to go to up there? They uh, usually set one up in the fairgrounds. Years ago, they used to take old houses that they were going to burn down for training and that with the fire department, and they'd take some of those old houses and do a haunted thing with those houses and uh but they've discontinued that now and uh they do something over in the fairgrounds decorate up one of the buildings and stuff i haven't been to it i i don't really like haunted houses um i do not like things jumping out at me i can't mm. see so i don't do the haunted house stuff anymore but yeah they do have haunted house uh, over there and they're always busy at you know during this time of year when they get it going so That's good. Time to scare the little kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember when they used to come to the house there, I'd try to scare them. I'd set different weird sounds and stuff up. I don't think it ever worked, but uh, kids come up to the door and I'd turn on some weird noise or something. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did uh, look up some different Halloween stories. These are... Really, not to be believed, but they're <laughs> the seven most ridiculous ghost stories <laughs> from around the world and appropriate for this time of year. And as we've pointed out before, you can tell a lot about people. Boy, who writes this stuff? <laughs> oh, t- okay, I guess it is. Tell a lot about a people from their folklore. Okay, I didn't go ahead enough. Even their ghost stories speak volumes about all of the underlying neurosis that creates our nightmares. But then there are some ghost stories that just leave you absolutely freaking baffled. We're talking about spooks like the uh, Shirime, S-H-I-R-I-M-E. You won't believe this. Approximately 100% of the people reading this are about to get their Halloween costume idea for next year. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they look like coneheads. Yeah, they do have the masks on. But that isn't the most uh, interesting thing about this. <laughs> the thing is, considering how consistently insane they are, Japanese ghost stories are about as formulaic as an episode of House. Typically, most of them read like this. Some traveler happens upon a mysterious stranger. Mysterious stranger reveals that he's some sort of insanely defamed, defamed, deformed ghost. (laughs) And then the victim runs screaming or the spirit disappears or someone gets eaten by something. Which brings us to the story of the uh, Shireen. I'll go with that. In this tale, a samurai warrior is walking around Kyoto late one night when he is accosted by some naked pervert, seemingly the dumbest rapist in all of Japan, Before the samurai can draw steel and carve this guy up, however, the perv bends over and, wait for it, reveals he has a huge eyeball 
peering out of his. How dare you? Okay. That's about where the story ends. Yeah. And the old brown eye has an eyeball in it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Japanese folklore takes the keep it simple, stupid approach to spooky uh, bull. They just asked you to imagine a samurai staring down at some guy, mooning him with an eye up his. Uh, why do you always have to deter these things? And make up your own ending. Variations of the theme might replace the shrine with a snake-necked woman or a woman without a face or a chick with a slit mouth or that thing from Pan's Labyrinth. Hmm. Basically, uh, give somebody eyes where they wouldn't usually have eyes and make them chase a samurai around. And you've got a Japanese ghost story. Well, I guess maybe it's better it's back there than uh, around the front on the guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you thought Japan had a kinky and disturbing mythology, we'd like to introduce you to Malaysia, specifically the Hantu Tetek, T-E-T-E-K, whose name is most commonly translated as breast ghost. But we're pretty sure that uh, Titty Spectre and Booby Phantom and Kisangular Apparition are all just as acceptable. <laughs> oh, interesting photo there. Uh, as you may have guessed, these female spirits have an impossibly humongous rack. And their entire shtick is to float around, smothering attractive and virile, uh, virile young men with their ectoplasmic unfun bags. Huh. <laughs> and while you might think that doesn't sound like a bad way to go, put away those Ouija boards, gentlemen, because this is where it gets weirder. First of all, the jug spook is said to be a hideous, obese old hag. And her triple Z cup namesakes are on her back. It seems that Hantu Tetek has been appropriated in Malaysia as kind of a boogeyman story to keep children in line. As a version of the story has the ghosts hunting down kids who stray too far or stay out too late and wrapping them up in her uh, uh, resticular area so nobody will ever find them again. Fair enough, but geez, isn't there some less obscure threat that can use a, a deterrent in this situation? We mean Oakham's razor people. Even in Malaysia, you're more likely to be attacked by grizzly bears than by rotting ghouls with Weaponize bazooms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. Well, I think this about wraps up uh, this episode. You can check out my YouTube page under the Infotainment Podcast and my Facebook page, my Instagram uh, on YouTube, I do have a few videos up there you can check out. 
called the Infotainment Fireside Chat. And you can leave a tip uh, or a thank you in the PayPal tip jar at randyms12 at gmail.com. And as always, I would like to wish you a happy day today and a happy ending tonight. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.